I want to thank everyone for your prayers while I was away last week. Many of you know that I was on a silent retreat. And getting back, I usually receive two common questions. The first is, Father Mark, how was your, how was your retreat? Which is then followed up with a second question, which usually goes something like this. Uh, Father Mark, on a silent retreat, what exactly do you do all day? Which is a good question. I wrote about that in the bulletin. I kind of just gave a, a, a typical day on a silent retreat. You can read that in there. But I will say, I'll say here now, I'll say this. I went, in, I went into the silent retreat anxious. I went into those six days confused about a couple different things. I went into the retreat discouraged about a couple things that had happened the week prior. And I went into the retreat tired, not the like sleep deprived tired, but just like tired, tired. And by the time the six days were up, I was no longer anxious. The couple things that I was confused about, I received a very clear answers to. I was no longer discouraged but rather filled with an, an immense amount of hope. And I stand here now, not tired at all, but extremely rested. How did that happen? Or you're like, well, Father Mark, you were away for, for six days. You know, that's how it happened, you, you got away. But it wasn't just because I got away. Because we all experience like being away for a week, whether that be a vacation or whatever it is, and we come back more tired or maybe more anxious. The reason why I came back with answers, the reason why I came back no longer anxious, and the reason why I came back rested is because I spent a lot of time with him. A lot of time. And the gospel we hear today is the invitation from the Lord. It just says, all who are labored, all who are burdened, if you're anxious, you're tired, he says, come to me and I'll give you rest. Learn from me, he says, and you'll find rest for yourselves. I, I realize, like, you know, as I say this, there's, there's not a small number, small number of, of us here, given this, like, the size of the number of people here, there's not a small number of us here right now who are in one or more of those spots that I was in when I entered in those six days. You're tired, you're anxious, you're confused, discouraged, right? And most of you can't just pick up tomorrow and go into a six-day silence, silent retreat. You know, somebody... You know, a parent mentioned to me, he said, Father Mark, when you were on silent retreat, one of the one of the evenings I took took the kids out to dinner and one night, you know, when we were at the restaurant, one one child on just one swing of the arm knocked down three drinks all together. The other child, when the check came, they for some reason decided that'd be a great time just to throw a great tantrum in, in the middle of the restaurant. I hope you enjoyed your silent retreat, Father Mark. A lot of us can't just get up and spend, spend six days in silence here. But there are two things that the Lord opened my eyes up to on, in the silence, and he opened up my eyes to a lot of things. 
but two things that he opened my eyes up that he wants me to offer here this morning to, to offer as like a, like a help. Offer help for you to put in place, not for you to put into place and in going into a six-day silent retreat, but for you to put in, in, into place this week, for you to put into place even today. And the first of those things is authentic leisure. You know, for many of us, leisure and, and vegging out are one and the same thing. They're synonymous. Like, we don't realize that there's, there's a difference between those two. Genuine leisure refers to activities that recreate us. The word recreation, the, the recreate, is in, it's in there. It, in the activity, we are restored mentally, physically, spiritually. And note that I said activity. So a lot of time when we hear the word leisure, we think of we think of laziness, we think of idleness, we think of someone just sitting on their hands. The, the, classical, the classical understanding of leisure is that it's something active, it's something that recreates the soul. Vegging out doesn't do that. Vegging out refers to a, a passive, mindless mode of spending time. It often lacks intentionality and it lacks purpose. You know the difference and I know the difference. You know, I, you know, I think even for myself, after a, a, a long day running around at the office, I, I, I'm tired, I get back to the rectory and I've got like 30, 45 minutes before like I'm gonna go to bed and I just wanna rest. And what I think, what I think I want is, all right, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scroll through Twitter, I'm gonna have a podcast going on in the background, then I'm gonna minimize you know, a screen on, on the computer to, to answer a couple emails that I, I didn't get to, just be, you know, so I can get to before going to bed. And what became incredibly apparent on the retreat and then since getting off the retreat is that isn't recreation. Rest isn't able to be had there. Leisure isn't able to be had there. You know, there was one of the afternoons on, on a walk in the si on the silent retreat. I just found my I, I just stopped underneath a, a, a tree, big old tree, and I sat there under the tree. I just began to look at the tree and kind of be amazed by the tree and like thinking and remembering as as a little boy. You know, with my dad picking up these branches and cutting the branches on the farm, and these, these branches, even small branches, are so heavy with the leaves on them. And I'm looking up on this tree that's massive and has these huge branches, and wondering how is it the branch connected to that outgrowth of the tree? And it just had me think, and I was just filled with wonder, and I was filled with awe, and it had me think about other things, and led to thinking about other things. And for after 20, 30 minutes, what the Lord showed me was like a brick hitting me of just what I experienced right there, and the what my what I felt like after doing that compared to after what maybe I would typically do at the rectory, at the rectory after getting back to the rectory after a long night. Night and day difference, the tree, the wonder, the appreciation, me being recreated in those 20, 30 minutes versus the blah feeling maybe that can be accompanied through vegging. Jesus' invitation today in the gospel and his invitation to you and me today, the coming to him of receiving rest, it includes authentic leisure. 
It does not include vegging out. It doesn't include binging. So the question, question I think for us that the Lord has for us is like, what is my leisure? Is it authentic leisure? Is what I turn to regularly, is it authentic leisure? Maybe to look at my early mornings, to look at the, in the evenings, and to most especially to look at my Sundays. And to see if my Sundays are filled with leisure in the classical sense of the word and what it truly is. The Lord gives us a command. He says to, to rest on Sunday. God rested on the seventh day, not because he was tired and he needed to rest, but it's, it's a, it was a point to something to invite us into, to be, to, to what, what we're made for is to be in communion with God and to receive and to be recreated. Do I get, do I, do I have authentic leisure that recreates me? You know, it can vary from person to person, but generally it's involved with pursuits such as reading, engaging in hobbies, creative endeavors, spending quality time with loved ones, exercise, outdoor activities. If you're a parent of little ones, I remember just after I got off the retreat, I spent some time with my family, and I remember I was one of the evenings late at night, it was the fireworks going off, and, and, and um, Luke just fell asleep on me. As he fell asleep, like for 20, 30 minutes, I'm, I'm staring at him sleeping on my chest. As my chest goes up and down, he goes up and down. And I'm just wondering in, in, in amazement and awe, being like, this is the same kid who all day has been running around crazy, skipping around with joy, throwing tantrums as well and crying. And now he's just here, resting, breathing. And the Lord just invited me into that, thinking about that and wondering about that and inviting me into communion with him during that and found myself being recreated in that moment. But I offer maybe just one thing, something for us to be on guard with or on guard for that oftentimes keeps us from the invitation that the Lord gives us here today for rest. And, the thing, and that one thing is pride. <clears throat> Notice within the invitation today, Jesus speaks of his own heart and he says, come to me and learn from me who's meek and humble of heart. Here in America, as Westerns, especially in the 21st century, work and being busy has become the huge status symbol. How you doing? Busy. How you doing? Busy, 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 busy. More busy than you to be sure. More, too, too busy for, to, to, to go for the walk. Too busy for, for leisure. Be careful with that. Be careful. Because you can't be ready to accept the invitation that is always there from him that he gives today to say, come. Who are labored and burdened and I will give you rest. And maybe just to 
maybe just a quick plea to, to, to young people who are here. Study after study is showing Generation Z has higher levels of stress compared to any other age group when that other generation, millennials, boomers, whatever you, uh, um, whatever, whatever generation, when they were at that age as Gen Z right now, Gen Z today is experiencing higher levels of stress than any other generation when they were at that age. And one reason I think that is, is because the inability to distinguish between authentic leisure and vegging. Choose authentic leisure where God can be found and you can be recreated and restored, which cannot happen in vegging. It can't happen in binging. The second thing, last thing, very quickly, and it's simple. In fact, I keep fearing that it's too simple. But every time I think about going another direction, the Lord keeps leading me back to this, this one point. And it's this, God is everywhere. And he's always speaking. That becomes incredibly apparent in six days of silence. He's always speaking in the littlest of things with a family member in the midst of, he's always speaking. Paul in our second reading to the, from Romans eight, he says, if the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies, he says, through his spirit that dwells in you. He's just, Paul's just reminding the Christians, like, remember that the spirit who raised God from the dead dwells in you, he says. That Jesus is alive in you, and that he's always inviting you to be in communion with him. And he's always speaking to us in the littlest of things, guiding us all the time. And the voice of God is always encouraging. The voice of God is a, God, is, is a voice that restores. It's a voice that recreates. So who here needs to be recreated? Who here needs rest? Who longs for peace of soul? We all do. We're created for peace of soul, to be at peace. It's not something that we can grab onto or slip into, but rather the, the, the biblical understanding of the lasting rest is something that's imparted to us by the divine. So this week, today, the rest of Sunday, don't be lazy, don't be slothful, but make sure you take time for leisure. God is in the leisure. And what God did for me over the course of six days of silence, know that he can do for you in 10 minutes this afternoon. Make sure you take time for leisure. God is found in leisure and we hear his invitation for rest.